welcome to another episode of the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Begley, Goni, and Wayne. What is up, Mad Mob? Week four review time. The old try segment. Wayne's winners, Goni's grabs, and uh, a fan favorite, the trash bags. Judge and jury. Uh, honestly, I look forward to the trash bags myself. <laughs> Every Qu- week, quickly becoming a, a hit among the people. They don't. They don't like my segment, man. They don't. They don't like to see people on top. They like to see the people that are sucking. Like it's kind of like y- y'all ever watch that show uh, Intervention? Oh yeah, man. Uh, my wife loves that show. She loves it. And at the end, if it didn't work out. She's equally as as entertained. Oh man, we actively root for people to get hooked on drugs again. <laughs> man, <laughs> <laughs> makes for good TV, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, boys, how do you feel about this Tua situation? People are getting fired. People are getting fired. People have already been fired. Yeah, yeah the independent neurologist got the boot. Got the boot. I, I mean. Do they get fined? Like, I don't know what the course of action is for the NFLPA to make something happen here, but I feel like it's inexcusable. They they ha- they carry like a professional liability insurance, so they'll get sued and the insurance will pay out. It was kind of like a like it, I was watching. Uh, uh, who was it? Fitz Magic. That's who it was. He said he went into like a, a good description about the whole situation is apparently there's independent spotters placed in random spots throughout the crowd. And uh, they have the ability to call down and pull people off the field if they see something that, that is off. Uh, Fitzpatrick said he got pulled from a game like two plays after he took a hit and he said he was fine. Like he said like nothing ever happened. Like he went in, he got checked, and they cleared him, and he was back out. He said, "But that spotter saw something, and and I got pulled from that game, and I'll just go back and look at the like two as week three game where he's literally fumbling and stumbling. Oh, where was the spotter that game? They trotted him right back out there. He 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 finished out the game. He finished out the game. That was already questionable enough, but then." You roll them out on this next one, and it, it's just terrible to see, man. You're you're talking about guys' careers. You're talking about guys' quality of life, possibly. You know, aside from football, forget football. If this guy is mashed potato for brains, it's it's just not something you you want, especially with all the CTE coming out. You know, over recently over the last few years. Yeah, they're they're super gun shy too. Like Cameron Bray took a hit, and kind of like took a minute to get up and uh, walked off the field. Uh, sat out, I think, two plays, and then came back out for a couple plays, and then he was pulled uh, to get uh, the to get put in protocol. So they're definitely gun shy. Uh, yeah, speaking of CTE, uh, did y'all see that Antonio Brown video? I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> as soon segue as he said CTE. We don't. We're not going to yeah, go into dude. details about this Mad Mob family show. Uh, what is he doing though? Bro, that's a that's a bro moment right there. Mashed like, potatoes for doing? brains, man. What Can are you doing? Can we be honest though? If we were all carrying around that thing, no, <laughs> no, Whatever you're gonna say no. The answer is no. We're not, we're not doing what he's doing, but we have a little bit of more hubris about us, right? Yeah, but I would never ever do that ever. Well, Dude, no. He's, a, he's in a pool. He's in a pool with kids and. Just other people. Yeah, just it, it doesn't even have to be kids. Just the, he's in a public pool. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's he, he's he's gone. He's gone. Uh, the joke it's of the crazy. week. It's crazy. It's not even like that shocking anymore. Just th- that you know who it comes from. Like, of course, you never want to see that. That's the shocking thing. But like, you hear it's AB, and you're like, oh well, that that figures. It's been a couple months since he's been in the news for something stupid. Wait, uh, is he a hall? Was he a hall of famer before the off the field stuff? Probably, dude. You'd be hard pressed to find a guy who had a better stretch. Uh, I mean, the longevity maybe wasn't all the way there, but the stretch that he had was 
amazing. Joke of the week was uh, if you're a uh, an NFL team in search of a wide receiver, you should sign AB because he's shown that he's still capable of exposing the D. Wow. Man. Eh, there it eh, is. Eh, the, uh, the internet is amazing. Eh. <laughs> uh, All right. Terrible. We'll jump straight in with uh, my winners for the week. Uh, last week, um, it, it, not so impressive. I mean, we had some 20-point games. Uh, we only had one 30-point game. Uh, we came back with a few bangers this week, uh, so it's it's good to see uh, a lot of these uh, show-out games. Unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm looking at my list of winners, and it seems like they were all on the opposite team this week. Can I say, Wayne, I don't know if you were going here, but I, I like the bangers and mash segue on London Week. Well done, sir. Um, well done. I'm glad that I accidentally uh, served it up and you just purposely just spiked it down. That was beautiful. Way to way to take the reins from me and just and get us home. I'm here there. I'm here, buddy. I, I got you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my first, uh, first winner, Rashad Penny. 17 rushes for 151 yards, two tutties, and a reception for six. Some, some success in <coughs> Seattle. Tip of the cap. Who would have thought that was going to be the highest scoring game this past week? Just chalk full of fantasy goodness. Literally, like it's it's crazy, and I'm surprised Rashad Penny is not injured yet. Facts. Does exactly. this does this put a nail in all Kenneth Walker coffins and, until further notice? I think it holds them off. It holds them off, but they're gonna. I'm sure they're dying to get him out there, but you just can't with Rashad Penny performing. No, absolutely not. Uh, hey, Goni, uh, what injury did Miles Sanders suffer? Oh, that's a good question. I don't have that one on hand right now. He kind of hit me at a left field with that, so let me give it a quick look up. Uh, Speaking of guys due for an injury... Miles Sanders and Rashad Penny are leading the club. I don't think are it was. They? Yeah, Miles has been injured injured every year. So is Rashad Penny. Seems like. I don't know. I I don't think he had an injury. Did he? Not, not no not, not this not this past week. I'm I'm talking in the past. Oh, I think it was like. I don't know leg stuff. MCL. It was an MCL. Nailed it. Um, Leg stuff. So are, can you come back from MCLs, just not ACLs? You can come back come from back. all the CLs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, this man came back and dropped a 29.6 banger, 27 rushes for 134 yards, two tutties, two receptions for 22 yards. People found pay dirt this week, man. That's the difference. There were a lot of touchdowns scored this week. Is, is Miles Sanders a league winner this year? You could have had him in the ninth, eighth or ninth. He's he's definitely looking like a diamond. It's just he needs the ball, man. Feed this man the rock. That's they a, refused to. That's the thing, man. Kenny Gainwell found pay dirt this week too. That was just a, a game where uh, where points were had by all. Yeah, but that's a winner. Yeah, and those are those are my only twenty point games. In the winners, we had some, like I said, we had some good ones. Uh, we had uh, my man Mike Evans uh, coming back from his uh, suspension after absolute, absolutely demolishing Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, eight receptions for 103 yards and uh, trend here, two tutties. That's what he's, he does. He's just a, a perpetual end zone target. If if the Bucks are anywhere near the end zone, that's their guy. I mean, one of one of the touchdowns, and I've seen this often over the years. He literally calls hike, and just tosses it to the corner of the end zone. And Mike Evans is just that dude. He's gonna get it nine times out yeah. of ten. That used to be the Gronk play right there. Yeah, <laughs> when he was in New England, it, it's just like you said, man. He's so good at it. He just he throws it up. It's not even really that he's so good at it. I mean, he's the goat already. But you just trust your guy to go up and get it, and they do. And he does Mike, just consistently. Mike Evans is a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? First yes. ballot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
unquestioned. And he's got such a phenomenal slate of games coming up as far as opponents go. He's got Atlanta next week, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Baltimore, the Rams, and then Seattle before his bye. This man, this man's going to be cooking, I think. Wayne, where did he go to college, and who was his quarterback? Uh, he went to Texas Tech. It was Texas Tech. Johnny Manziel. It was A&M and Johnny Manziel. I, I knew it was A&M. Oh, my piece bad. Of crap. I knew it wasn't Tech. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Johnny Football. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, guy. next guy. He. This man came from the ashes. We we pulled him up out out the dumpster. He was in the trash bags last week. <laughs> we knew he wasn't going to be there long, and even Begley said, "This guy ain't going to be here long." I got to talk about him while I can, while I still can. Jay Jetta, thirty one fantasy points, unbelievable. Uh, had a rush, three yards, tutty. Uh, Ten receptions for one hundred and forty seven, double digit receptions. I, and this goes back to my Hollywood point last week, Gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we've got an eight reception week for 30 points. We've got a 10 reception uh, game for 31 points. You know, and and that that was my point. Saying 14 receptions typically yields more fantasy value. Um, yeah, just Justin Jefferson doing Justin Jefferson things. It, it was weird not having a week seeing him do the gritty, but he's back. Um, He's WR one. I don't care what what last week showed. He's to me. He's almost a lock for twenty points every week. On Lattimore too. Actually, in a super flex league, I just traded for him. Gave up Chris Godwin in two firsts for Justin Jefferson. Might be a little overpay. Might not. I actually needed him real bad this week because um, Jameis Winston didn't play, and he's my second uh, super flex quarterback. He showed out. The it's 100% showed out. not an overpay. Happy. Am I in that league? No, you're not in that league. Okay, I was, gonna, I was about to be infuriated. Yeah, that's a pretty good value. Yeah. Uh, our next guy, welcome. Oh, Lord have mercy, Welcome. It is such a beautiful sight to see this man here. Austin Eckler. We've been waiting on you. We've been waiting on you, amigo. 33.9 points. And just just an average line for him last year. If you looked at this line, it was just an average line for him. 13 rushes for 60. Two tutties. Six receptions for 49 yards and a tutty. That's just that's obviously three touchdowns is is outrageous for him, but like the the thirteen for sixty and six receptions for fifty, that's what we're used to seeing out of you, Eck. Let's get the, some more of that. The Houston's defense is like the shock paddles to running backs seasons right now, man. Khalil Herbert, Taylor, Eckler. Yeah, and this this game alone buoyed him all the way up to the running back three on the season. I mean. Wayne and I have him in our dynasty league that we won the championship, beat Begley three times in a row last year. Um, And it just hasn't felt like a great ride so far, but he's put up 11, 18, 13, and 33.9 in a PPR format. It's just, I I don't know, we're we're used to seeing, you know, 20-point games on the regular. So it's, it's great to see him find the end zone. It's his first game scoring a touchdown, and he had three of them things. Three. Beautiful. Uh, my last winner this week. Saved the best for last. I went, I played against him in two leagues, so that was really awesome. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, 39.9 points, uh, eight receptions for 179 yards. He had two touchdowns and uh, converted a two-point conversion. Uh, that game was nuts. I know we've already touched on it with the uh, previous winner, but Jared Goff, nuts. Uh, TJ Hawkinson in the absence of Amon Ron, DJ Chark, uh, and DeAndre Swift just garnered all of the fantasy success. Uh, this was obviously an amazing game, and I saw him on a few benches this week. Kill me. <laughs> I wasn't even going to call you out because you weren't the only one. Uh, he's a winner this week, and I don't want to be, I don't want to talk down on a winner this week, but with Amon Ron, DJ Chark coming back, 
we're not going to see we're going to go back to his week 1 through 3 value, right? Maybe maybe a little bit better than his week 1 through 3 value, but what do y'all think? Yeah. I'm with you. Probably probably I mean he's he's seen 7 7 and 4 for his targets in the games with them. 12 is a little bit of an outlier it's looking like, which is crazy to say cuz last year this was an average average target share for him in the offense but yeah i i'm with you i expect it to come back down to earth a little bit yeah uh so that's that's my winners this week uh mike evans austin eckler miles sanders jay jetta rashad penny and tj hawkinson i got a couple honorable mentions that i'm not going to jump into i just want to say their names so people aren't like what about them uh cmc welcome welcome to a good fantasy finish mid mid 20s all these guys are are mid 20s uh, Josh Jacobs, great week. Uh, T. Higgins, great week. Tyreek Hill, uh, good comeback um, after last week. And uh, your all's boy, uh, Damian Pierce, great week. Sir. Getting stronger by the game, just stronger and stronger and stronger. He's gone. He's had more points each week so far. It's beautiful. Um, all these honorable mentions, I only see one that I think is going to fall off a little bit. Uh, who do y'all think uh, between CMC, Josh Jacobs, T. Higgins, Tyree Kill, and Damian Pierce? Uh, are there any of them that you think you know this was just an off week for them and they're going to drop back down to earth? I think Damian Pierce regresses more than any of them, even more than Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs I is my pick to regress if any of them. Do. Josh Jacobs is mine as well. Yeah, I think the rest of them kind of stay steady. Did did you guys know statistically he has more snap share uh, compared to the Raiders' backfield than any other team in the league? Meaning he is the most bell cowest of bell cows. Maybe in this last game because it was eighty nine percent, but his his snap share and the others were sixty, seventy two, and sixty four. I feel like that's kind of rush share. I'm sorry, rush share, not snap share. Rush share. Oh, all right. Well, if I'm, I don't know what to tell you on that one. That, yeah, that's it, such I a mean, watered down stat, though. Yeah, that, I mean that's very specific. The the thing for this, I mean, his yards per carry look pretty good. He's he's steady around five yards per carry. He actually found the end zone this week, and he's gotten five and six targets in the last two weeks, respectively. So I mean, I feel like that's, you know, that kind of helps out. Does it stay that way? I don't, I don't think he's a five six target a game kind of guy. It just hit me. Didn't we call the Raiders to dominate this game offensively? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure in our week preview we called the Raiders to come out and dominate. We like the Raiders. Yeah, we did. Yeah, good call us. Good call. You guys called Jacobs as well. I that's another guy I said, "Kill me." <laughs> uh it happens, man. We're not we're we get it right a lot more often than we get it wrong, uh, and I'm not talking any trash after the week I had last week. Uh, Goni, do you want to let, let us in on uh, Goni's grabs this week? Oh, going to go over over bags? We don't want to hop in the trash bags? One no, time. man. We got to save the best for last. People love the hey, trash I'm, bags. I'm down with that. Boys, feel free to jump in with anything that you might have as we go on this ride here. I've, I, don't, uh, I don't envy your job because it's going to get more difficult as the season progresses. Yes and no. I'm sure it's going to be down to the nitty-gritty some weeks, but we, we've got a couple here this week. Uh, first up, we're going to go with some of the running backs. Mike Boone, Denver Broncos. It's my mm. first running back pickup of the week here. Javante is out for the season. He tore his ACL. It's bad news. Melvin, Melvin Gordon can't hold on to the football. The man has five fumbles on his last 44 carries over his last five games. That's that's not a good recipe for an RB1 for any team. The Broncos have been a running back by committee just habitually for the last few years. There's no reason to think that's going to go away. So you, you mix those things together. I think Mike Boone has great value right away. Uh, they're going to play the Colts, Chargers, Jets, and Jags over their next four games, which are all very running back friendly matchups. Um I think you, you go out and get him, and he'll he'll return value right away. Uh, my next one is kind of a stash play. Uh, it's Isaiah Pacheco, if he's still out there on your waivers in a redraft league. 
he kind of usurped Jarek McKinnon this week as the change of pace back uh, behind Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He had 11 carries for 63 yards against one of the best run defenses in football and the Buccaneers. Uh, he, he looked good. He ran with juice. And, I mean, I, I just think it's someone who's a good stash. He, he could have a breakout at some point. You never know if there's an injury that, you know, comes down to CEH. And just the way the offense is clicking right now, they're, they're putting up all kinds of points. So I like Pacheco as a stash. And then last for the running backs, Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley, both of them. Corderell Patterson hit the IR this week, opening up the door for these running backs. They each got 10 carries with Alligator, Tyler Algier, the Alligator, gaining 84 yards and Huntley gaining 56 and scoring a tutty. Alligator also added a 20-yard reception. He he can catch the ball. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Alligator would be the priority in this one, though. He outsnapped Huntley 24 to 12, but I think both can return value. We saw, you know, what Corderell Patterson has been able to do this year in this offense. So I like both of these guys. Would yeah, you guys? Uh, would you guys have any other running backs that you might have thought of? I like I like Damian Williams in Atlanta. That's probably the guy that you're going to get for cheap out of the three. He's IR'd. He, doesn't he come back week five? He may. He may. I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be an extra week, but you might be right. I might have my timeline messed up. Well. It, Right, yeah. I mean, either way, uh, I, I think he's a guy you can probably have for free. I like Naheem Hines in, in Indianapolis. There's doubt that Jonathan Taylor is going to play on uh, on Thursday. He's got a high ankle sprain. I think that's a great pick as well. Is, is there a possibility that he gets more play with how much Jonathan Taylor is underperforming as well? Man, I don't know. He, he he's just he's not a between the tackles guy. And Indy is starved for just any sort of skill player right now. I, it's not really JT's fault so much. Like that offensive line has not been too good. Like I, I and I, I didn't sit and watch the entire Colts game this week, but I, I watched you know a good amount of it, or and not not even a good. I probably watched a solid quarter and a half, and that offensive line was giving him nothing. So if that's yeah. pretty standard for the year, then it doesn't matter. They could they could get Prime Emmitt Smith back, and he would he would struggle to get some yardage with the lack of holes. And I, I don't I don't know. I think JT is obviously extremely talented. He he's going to get it going. I don't I don't think they hang it up on him just yet. That's hey, he's he's a stud. It's just been a terrible blow for the. Number one overall pick, I'd say, in at least 85% of leagues, you know, to start the season. It was generally the consensus was either him or CMC is what I was seeing a whole lot. And if you took Jonathan Taylor, number one in the draft, um, you, you're probably a little disappointed right now. Facts. Yep. Yep. Very much so. Got a, got a couple wide receivers this week. Uh, feel free to jump in whenever as well, boys. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup is probably out on your waivers. He he returned from injury. He had only two catches for 24 yards and a touchdown, but I don't think that really tells the whole story. He also drew a pair of flags that accounted for another 65 yards, which is pretty big, pretty big. He's a high-variance player. He's got a wide range of outcomes, but he's he's the number two in this offense. You got Dak coming back. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? We don't know. But I think that his role in the offense, he, he's a, a field stretcher. He's a 50-50 ball guy. Um, I think that he's got some good weeks ahead, and I think he should be rostered everywhere, honestly. I think Dak coming back helps him, man. Dak, Dak's a little more risk-prone than Cooper Rush is, so he's going to take take some shots with Mike. Cowboys desperately need a Gallup, too, man. He, he does a lot that you don't see, just like you say, going, he's the field stretcher. Mm-hmm. Every team needs that guy. I, I think it helps because, like, I, they have chemistry there. You know, Dak and Michael Gallup have been playing together uh, for years now, and uh, this is really like, uh, honestly, their time to shine. Honestly, because uh, Amari Cooper has been there for the last part, and then we look at things like. I'm looking at Noah Brown, who has been the second most targeted receiver while Cooper Rush has been under center. Um, that's not going to be the case with Dak 
Michael Gallup is going to get uh, more of that target share. I, I attribute the Noah Brown Cooper Rush connection to being you know two second team guys with a lot of chemistry coming into it. Um, I don't think Noah Brown will continue to be um, the second targeted guy anymore. I think that's going to shoot up to Michael Gallup. Yeah, and we've seen you know back in his I think it was rookie year or so he had 1100 yards with Dak. Uh, Michael Gallup did. It was a nice little breakout season for him. So uh, I just like him. Um, my other one is George Pickens. The man had six receptions for 102 yards on eight targets. Kenny Pickett is now the quarterback. They came out and said that he's going to start going forward. And I feel like you have to. I feel like you can't just put him in for a half and then flip-flop and go back and forth. This is Pickett's team. You, you spent a number one or a first round pick and you, you got to play him, right? Yeah. Especially when, uh, Kenny Pickett came out and put points up, you know what I mean? Up. Like, uh, like, so what, what was it? Uh, I don't think the, the only bad thing about Kenny Pickett, let's, let's just call spade a spade here. He threw a lot of picks. <laughs> he did. He did. I know one, at least for sure was like a, a tip drill kind of thing. It, it, I mean, it's funny because if you look at what Kenny Pickett did in that game, he went every single one of his passes were completed either to his team or the other. Team. Yeah. I he saw went, that. He I went 10 that. for 13 with in the three that were incomplete, so to speak, were, were completed to, to the other team. I like to see him take shots also. Yeah, they opened it up for him, and it's it, they opened it up for him in a close game. It's not like they were getting blown out, and they were like, "All right, Mitch, sit down." And they put Kenny in. They're like, "All right, take shots." Like they were they were allowing him to do that uh, in a close game, in a game that they were still actively trying to win. Yeah, I think I think Pickens has the makings of a star receiver. He makes highlight reel plays every every time he he's in a game. Um, He's got a rough schedule ahead of him, but I feel like he's a stash going forward. Uh, for our tight ends, I've only got two. It's kind of kind of rough here. Hayden Hurst is one that I've got, and all I've really got to say on him is he found the end zone last week, and he's got a favorable matchup this week coming up against Baltimore. Baltimore has been giving up tons of yardage through the air. Um, it's kind of just a, a matchup play. And then another one, I've, I've personally picked him up two weeks ago and kind of wrote him out because I was hurting at tight end. Will Disley, Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get a whole lot of targets, but the man scored three touchdowns in the last four weeks. Uh, even though Noah Fant's there and they drafted Noah, well, they didn't draft Noah Fant. The Broncos did and then traded him to the Seahawks. He He's supposed to be the, the better, more athletic tight end and this and that, but Will Disley just seems to be the preferred end zone option. Geno Smith is playing well. He's playing well, man. He's putting points up. So he didn't write back. He didn't write back. Dare I say? Do you want you want shares? I guess of the Seattle Seahawks offense. Don't I think? Uh, to go back to the wide receiver segment. What about Romeo Dobbs? I'm not sure his roster percentage, but he's looking like he could be the man out in Green Bay. I think we mentioned him a week or two ago, actually, as well. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, if you haven't scooped him up yet, if he's still on the waiver wire, I feel like he's he's a must-add as well. Yeah. Um, I've also got one defense to stream, and I don't know if this has ever been said on a fantasy football podcast since uh, we've been watching football. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they're out there. Go get them. They're Do they the number the Bears? They're the number three DST right now in fantasy football. They rank fourth in scoring at 16 points per game or 16.8 points per game given up. And they're third in the league in takeaways with nine. They have the Texans, Colts and Giants coming up, which are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And then they also have the Jets and Texans in week 16 and 17, which are the most important weeks in fantasy. Drop some fab and, and get these guys, man. Uh, it's never been said before. It's never been done before. Usually they're just waiver wire, just mainstays all season. But go and get the Jaguars defense. That's a great call, Gunny. Let's hop in the trash bags. Solid That's analysis, Gunn. 
Yeah. But Wayne and Gun, we really need to pursue like a hefty sponsorship right here or like a glad. <laughs> you know, uh, this is a, this would be a good segue into, into like a nice hefty sponsorship. I, is that going to be a good thing that we, that we have our faces on trash bag? Trash. I, I don't even say trash bag anymore. It sounded weird. Trash Do we bags. Want, like, what's that going to mean for us if they like go down the garbage bag aisle and they see us? I'm okay with that, bro. <laughs> hey, man. We're driving sales, all right? Exactly. I'm okay with it. Uh, we're going to start out with somebody we've already talked about. You guys kind of stole, stole my thunder a little bit on this one. But Jonathan Taylor, RB22 on the year. You drafted him to be a, a top three guy. He had the Titans this week, giving up 118 yards a game on the ground. And he gave us a Trent Richardson. Ask 20 Ouch. carries, 20 carries for Not 14 Trent. yards. He received the handoff and just ran right up his guard's backside for two yards. He did it 20 times, boys. He's averaged seven fantasy points over his last four. If you take away the Houston over his last three, I'm sorry. If you take away the Houston game, he's atrocious. If you're a JT owner, are we panic selling? Uh, See, uh, everything in me says yes. But at the end of the day, we know the dude's got just deep amounts of talent. And if it ever clicks for him, to the moon. Here, Here's this, though. This is this is the thing I really wanted to see. Because right now, we, if you're a JT owner, you've lost value. I'm correct in that assessment, right? You've lost value based on what you thought he was going to be. You have Denver coming up, rough. Jacksonville is a good matchup, but then Tennessee, Washington, New England, all bad matchups for running backs. So, I mean, I feel like right now is where you have to make your stand. You're, you're either trading JT right now and getting what you can before his, his value craters, or you ride him out and hope that he's going to be good because it does get better after that, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. Man, I don't know the answer to that. If you're in a redraft league, um, if you somehow survived it, tip of the cap to you. But that that's the kind of fantasy performance from a number one pick that loses you leagues right there. That's why I hate the number one pick. It's miserable. It's so much pressure. It, do you guys think he's more David Johnson? Is he going to be in that mold? I sure hope not. It's too early to tell. It's it's too early to tell. Um but you, don't, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Yeah. Second up on the list, and this hurts my heart because I'm high on this guy, was super high, was Travis Etienne. Running back 38 on on the year. Remember, he was the Jaguars' first-round pick. He finally got a positive game script. Jacksonville has been winning games, and they've been winning them early and running the ball. He got a good game script. He's the third down back. He had his chance. He didn't catch a ball, gentlemen. Zero receptions. Goose eggs in the passing game. 32 yards on the ground on only eight carries. Hop in the trash sack, Travis. Hop in it. That's atrocious. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead and jump on in there, Bubba. Come on, hop in there. <laughs> on, the only positive note is he finally outsnapped James Robinson in the game this year due to game script. And did nothing with it. Are we selling yeah. Travis Etienne? Uh, you have to. In real life, absolutely. You, get. you have to. I mean, he, he tied his highest snap share at 51%. And like you said, man, he did nothing. He did nothing. The yards per carry, I guess, are pretty good for the 8 for 32. But, oh, oh. He was drafted as the number one number first-round pick from the old regime. So his, his he's probably nothing to them. He reeks of Urban Meyer. He's got a stank about him. Yeah, mm. I, I'm I'm selling him. I think you actually oh. tried to trade him to me, Begley, and I I wasn't having it. What do you get for him? What what's fair about market value right now for Travis Etienne? In dynasty or redraft? Yeah, let's let's do a redraft to. Oh, redraft! It's in here. the dirt, man. What do you? What can you get for him in redraft? 
Would would you obviously this week's a bad week, but would you trade him for Josh Jacobs? If I could get Josh Jacobs, yeah, but I, I have Josh Jacobs and I wouldn't trade him for ETN and I've been super low on Jacobs. Yeah, there's no give way that value equals out. Let me give you another one then. Antonio Gibson. Man, I'd probably still keep Gibson. I have Gibson, and you're I don't gonna, think you're going to have to pair ETN with something else. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. What about a dynasty for our dynasty people? What can what would you do? Is a second round pick good enough for you to part with it's, ETN? It's in the, it's in that gray area where a second round pick isn't good enough, but a first round pick is probably an overpay. Right. I don't think anyone's giving up a first for ETN without like a major boom game. You're holding. That's all. That's all you can do. It's hold. That's all you can do. Dynasty. Hold yep. and pray. Yep. Wayne, are you trading ETN for Melvin Gordon? Redraft. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to yep. ETN or Hunter yes. Renfro? I am trading. No, I'm trading ETN for Melvin Gordon right now. What about for Hunter Renfro? ETN or Renfro? <sighs> I'd probably Oh, that's a rough one. That's a very rough one. They're both holds. They're both holds. I don't believe in Derek Carr. I never have and never will. And they've got a lot of mouths to feed there. Mac Hollins looks like Jerry Rice compared to him. <laughs> so um ETN. Give me give me give me the give me the running back position. On, on all my fifty fifties almost always go with the running back position. Yeah. For my next guy, I always like to have one guy in here that I, I know I'll never get to call their name again. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Four catches. Four targets, excuse me. Two catches for 11 yards. DJ! Kenny Pickett is lobbing balls into triple coverage out here. And Deontay Johnson couldn't get one of them. This was the New York Jets, a delicious matchup. If you had Deontay Johnson, you felt good about a wide receiver one. Out-targeted by Pat Fryermuth. This, by the way, Pat Fryermuth, our first MVP of the show, gentlemen. For MVP. Out-targeted by George Pickens. Kenny Pickett clearly favors George Pickens. Maybe some of that second-team work start the year. A little disappointed in Deontay. Wayne, are you a little worried that he's not getting any of those triple coverage jump balls? Yes. It, it hurts to say on guys that I was high on at the beginning of the year, but uh, I, I think I'm doing a disservice to the Mad Mob if I string them along any further. Uh, it, I'm disappointed in my DJs. Uh, Deontay Johnson, especially with Kenny Pickett coming in and immediately targeting uh, George Pickens more, um, is scary for DJ owners. Um, and, and just to pivot away, DJ Moore I know isn't in the trash pegs this week because he finally had a decent week. Uh, but Baker's playing uh, his his QBR – through these first games is the worst start since QBR was a tracked stat. Mm. Um, Nice. So when we say quarterback proof, we, we really weren't expecting somebody to have the worst start in NFL history as far as QBR standards go. Um, So, so I'm, I'm, yeah, no, that's a fact. No, I'm not making that up. That's that's literally a, a tweet from NFL. Like that's that's a that's a fact. Um, so my DJ is not not looking good right now. Uh, yeah, sad times. I I would like to wait on it though. I mean, he only got four targets. Let's see if that that happens again next week. I mean, he's got two brutal matchups though coming up. He's got Buffalo and then Tampa Bay. I, I'm not saying drop them. I'm just saying no. it's at the point where now there might be better options that you need to play the matchups for on your bench. These guys at the beginning of the year were you 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 set them in your lineup and you left them. Now we're at the point where you need to start taking a look at the matchups and and slotting other guys in uh, de- uh, depending on the matchup. That's a good way to say it. Uh, fourth up. In the trash bags. And this is, is it a all- team? Is it a team? Yeah. It's a team. Oh, every week. I love it. I'm always interested to see what entire team goes in the trash bags. <laughs> I love the coaching <laughs> staffs and teams in it. It's a team. It's a team. And, and, and I got to be honest with you, they all deserve to be tied up, set on the curb. And that's the Giants offense outside of Saquon Barkley. 
in particular, their wide receiver room. It makes me sick. I want to vomit watching the Giants play offensive football. The leading receiver for the New York Giants, a tight end, Bellinger, a rookie tight end, that is. Three for 23. That's your pace horse, gentlemen. Let's go, Bellinger. Your second leading receiver was a tight end, Tanner Hudson. Wayne, where did he go to college? Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) One for 18. One for 18, gentlemen. Your third leading receiver, Saquon Barkley. Thank God he's there. Put a statue out front. Two for 16. Their actual fourth best receiver is a wide receiver, Darius Slate. One catch for 11 yards, gentlemen. We can't throw bubble screens out there in New York. (laughs) One for 11. I mean, New York's either praying for Wandell Robinson to be the next Jerry Rice or Kadarius Toney needs to get Wolverine out of mantium surgery because it looks ugly. It makes me sick. Daniel Jones is terrible. So you're not buying Daniel Jones shares? It makes me sick. Daniel Jones, he's cut. Grab grab a bucket. Grab a headset. He's cut. (laughs) Awful. Oh, guys, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. Can you believe he is the QB 14 on the season? He, with, he rushing, rushing. It, it it's all rushing. It's completely buoyed by rushing. The man hasn't thrown over 200 yards in a game yet. He didn't he throw over 100 yards, yards this past game. game. <laughs> Holy crap! We thought Justin Fields Brian was doing Dable. bad through the air. Brian Dable, offensive genius. Grab a bucket. Atrocious. Gra- grab a bucket. This team's two and two, and nobody's worried about the New York Giants. Absolutely awful. Lastly, we're going to go to the Atlanta Falcons, their offensive unit. Marcus Mariota with a really nice 1964 line of seven for 19 for 139 <laughs> yards. Everybody was talking about Mariota. Stream him. Great matchup this week. Cleveland's injured. Mariota this, Mariota that. He lost me a couple leagues. He got <laughs> he got three fantasy points. He's uh, absolutely awful. Kyle Pitts, gentlemen, one for twenty five. Arthur Smith, he's six foot six. He's a <laughs> matchup problem, and he's got him chipping defensive ends. Wayne, if you're an Atlanta fan, you'd like to see a couple more Kyle Pitts routes, no? I, I would. I'm begging for him as a non-Falcons fan. I'm begging for him. Drake London, my favorite player, two for seventeen. He got eight targets, but none of them were catchable. What are we doing, Arthur Smith? Three yards in a cloud of dust with something called Avery Williams. That's not a winning strategy. Are, are, are we tanking and accidentally winning games? What's going on in Atlanta? I, I have no Man. idea how they won this game. It's hilarious. Can someone tell me, please just explain to me how Kyle Pitts' snap share goes something like this, 84%, What are you doing? Is this not the best player on your team? Why is he playing less? It gives me nausea that they won this game, and he's justified for this. Makes me sick. He's justified. He's got three games under four points. Kyle Pitts, like a, a, a fourth-round pick, maybe third-round pick. What are you doing? They can't possibly uh, be going into the film room uh, patting each other on the back for this dub, right? Great chip, Kyle. He's, he's I, I mean, he's doing everything he can to convert him over to the wishbone offense. I mean, that's the only thing left to do. This is awful. He was their f- number four overall pick. He's got him in a three-point stance, blocking defensive ends straight on. That's what once-in-a-generation players do, man. They they get in a three-point stance no matter what position they play. Kyle Pitts, start holding out. Just go ahead and hold out. <laughs> Wait for your second contract. That's awful. Atlanta, Arthur Smith, get in the trash bags. That's all I've got, boys. Uh, is it almost Desmond Ritter time? They're winning games. Yeah. If they're winning games, then no. 
They ain't going to be winning sick. games much longer with stat lines like these. Makes me sick. Awful. All right, so that is our three segments. Uh, <clears throat> and if you thought we were done, we're not. We had a few <laughs> doinks. We had a few doinks that we need to go over. Gona, you thought we were going to handle it at the beginning, and we didn't, so you thought we forgot about it. We didn't. We were saving it for last. Kill me. Doinks. Doink, doink, oi, oi. We had two oi, doinks oi. this week. Uh, Begley, the floor is yours. Well, Goni made the wrong decision this week. Took Mike Gusecki over Zach Ertz. Now, Goni, I'm no math wizard, but I think 16 points is higher than four. Hey, man. If if you feel good about winning a game off of mashed potato brains, that's that's just just low of you, sir. I feel great about it, man. Because I I don't care if he had Joe Montana throwing the ball; he's not open. Zach Ertz had the matchup. Listen to me, man, man, man. Just just know if there's ever in the future and we have a doink, and you're a quarterback. It has his brain turned into silly putty. I would, I would probably try and look past it. Well, what about the time that you didn't want to look past cancer? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was in the past. It's in the long, long ago now. We're in week four, man. Get over it, Wayne. I'll, I'll, I'll hand it off to you begrudgingly. Uh, all right, I appreciate that. Uh, 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 uh. There was a doink placed between Begley and myself. Uh, I was itching to get a doink in because he doinked me on Brandon Ayuk. Uh, the doink was Khalil Herbert versus Drake London, straight up point output this week. Um, if you couldn't put two and two together based on the trash bag segment, how he ended it, Drake London, not a good week. Um, Khalil Herbert, also not a good week but better than Drake London. So, so good, sir. Take this scrumdiddly umptious doink right atop your cranium, amigo. The mark of shame. Just go ahead and brand me with it. I, I hate it, it's It's kind of a rough week whenever you get to just dog somebody because you doinked them and then turn around and get a doink yourself. Mad Mom, take a good look at this forehead. It's the only one that didn't get dinged this week. It's a beautiful thing. I felt like I couldn't fully like get into my roasting of Goni. So, man, we'll just give a little brief update on the in-season stats. Wayne is sitting at two and one atop the leaderboard. I would assume, I guess, Beggs would be second, Ooh. sitting at Ooh. two and two. Hang on, timeout. I have as many doink wins as Wayne. Is it, is, is this a percentage based? I'm I'm half I'm I'm half a game up on you. I have one less loss. We're going baseball. Is that how here. we're doing it? Yeah, I'm curious about it too. I I feel like a win is a win, right? Yeah, but I have less losses. You you've received more doinks than I've received. My my forehead mm. my forehead has has less mileage on it. That's fair. All right, that's fair. Baseball right. standards. Yeah, I'm so half a game. I keep up. the records. I always keep the records. Uh, and then I believe that would put me in last as of right now, sitting at one and two. Mm. But the season's young. Season's young. And we'll look back on these doinks and, and laugh a lot because of how stupid some of them are. We are mm. we're still we're still thinking of a punishment for the loser. Um again, any comments, emails, whatever. Uh we're we're taking we're taking suggestions. Yeah. I Wayne, speaking of suggestions, two trades we need to talk about for you in the show. Friend of the podcast, Streaks, is in a Superflex. So, Wayne, as our resident Superflex expert, <laughs> Christian Kirk in the 2.01 for Kenny Pickett and Chris Godwin. No. No, 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 no. Not so fast. Why? No. Uh, 
because uh, Chris Godwin's still young, man. Chris Godwin's he's he's had some, his injury troubles, but he so hasn't he like, had he hasn't uh, had like a major season-ending like crazy injury. I mean, I know he had one towards the end of last year, but he's he hasn't missed like a full season. And what is he? Twenty six. Twenty seven. Uh, so yeah. you're the you're the Kirk and two oh one side. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm keeping Kenny Pickett and Chris Godwin. He's trading for Pickett and Godwin. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Oh yeah, send it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Send it, Tony. Uh yeah yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna take that trade as well. Okay. G J J P D K fifteen. 10-team PPR, getting Najee, losing Sanders, Sutton, and a late first. No. I assume Lord have mercy. Sanders, Sutton, and the late first. We're not, we're not buying low on Najee here, huh? No. Is this redraft or dynasty also? I'm dynasty. just curious. Dynasty? Well, it's, it's a first-round pick, so it has to be dynasty. Oh, correct. Uh, nah. Uh uh-uh. too Kevin much. Sanders, Sanders, Sutton, and and the pick. Give me that. Easy. Yep. I said two. I meant three. I lied. I see fondant fifty six eleven. Henderson and Pacheco for Kamara. In a dynasty. In a dynasty. No, 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 no. Kamara's oh. value is going to drop. I like Pacheco a lot. I'm just and Henderson. I like Henderson still too. Yeah, it, he has value. No, I'm taking okay. Henderson Pacheco. Henderson Doni? Pacheco. Yep. Same. Make it three for three. All right, Wayne. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you all um, bright and early Thursday for the one o'clock uh, preview for week five. This season's going by fast, gentlemen. Man. I know. It's disappointing. Going by yep. fast. Uh yeah, that's it. Uh, Doink leaders for MVP. Oh. Oh.